This is Father Robert Fromageau. In this episode, we will go over the rather short prayer to one's guardian angel, the so-called Angele Dei. Now, in English, we have a very beautiful translation rendered into verse or rhyme. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love entrusts me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Now, as is usually the case, whenever you decide to render something into verse, the translation will not be super accurate. And probably we would not want to pray this prayer accurately in English because it would be a little bit clunky. It works well in Latin, but not so well in English, unless you put it into verse as it has been done. Let's now consider the Latin text. Angela Dei, qui custos es mei, me tibi comissum pietate superna, hodie, bel, hac nocte, illumina rege et cuberna. Amen. So let's start first with the word angele. This is the vocative form of the word angelus, which means angel or more broadly messenger, a heavenly messenger. So it's in the vocative case because we are addressing the angel. If we were saying simply something about the angel in the sentence, we would say angelus. If the angel is the subject of the sentence, angelus dei, the angel of God. So that brings us to the second word, dei. Dei is the genitive form of deus. Very often, the genitive case is used to show possession between that which is in the genitive and something else, some other word. In this case, it is the one we are addressing, the angel. So we say in English, O angel of God, O angel that belongs to God. So what about this angel? We're going to say something more. There's a relative clause coming up. Qui custos es mei. Literally, you who are the guardian of me. Of course, that's very clunky. So we would say, you who are my guardian. And so, of course, now we know that we're talking about our guardian angel. We are addressing our guardian angel who happens to belong to God. Angela Dei qui custos es mei. O angel of God, you who are my guardian. Then there follows a kind of sandwich. The two pieces of bread of this sandwich would be the personal pronoun may and the verbs that follow at the end, illumina, rege, et guberna. Everything in between is the meat, the cheese, and the tomatoes of this sandwich. Namely, tibi comissum pietate superna hodie, or if you are praying this at night, hac nocte. 
So first, let's look at the sandwich ends, the bread, so to speak. Me illumina custodi rege et guberna. What are we saying? We are saying to the angel, we are commanding him, illuminate or illumine me and rege me, rule me, and guberna me, govern me. Of course, we don't have to repeat the pronoun. We simply say, illumine, rule, and govern me. Me illumina rege et guberna. Now, what does the stuff in between the pieces of bread do for us? It's going to further describe both the angel and the one praying. So, here's where things get a little bit complicated. We have the words, Tibi commissum pietate superna hodie, or hapnote. Let's look at the word commissum. First of all, this is a passive participle. It's the fourth principal part of the verb comite, which means to entrust. Now, as a passive participle, we would translate this entrusted. Now, commissum is in the accusative case, and it's also singular, and it is masculine. So, this is making it clear to us that it agrees with the personal pronoun may. So, commissum is saying something about the one praying the prayer. Me commissum. It is saying that the one praying has been entrusted. Now, to whom has the one praying been entrusted? The Latin uses the word tibi, which is in the dative case, and it means to you. So, in the context of this prayer, we are saying that we have been entrusted to the angel whom we are addressing. Me tibi commissum. Now, why or by what means, for what reason, have we been entrusted, or has the one praying this prayer been entrusted to the angel of God? It's because of the pietate superna, the heavenly piety. So this is in the ablative case. It's showing a kind of cause or reason for the entrusting. So what's interesting about this is that piety or dutiful conduct is what man normally shows towards God, or in Roman times, we would say, towards the gods. But in this case, it is God who is showing dutiful conduct towards man, or more precisely, towards the one praying this prayer. In other words, the angel of God, a guardian angel, has been entrusted to the one praying by virtue of the heavenly piety, or more precisely, the divine piety. This is translated 
more broadly in the words, God's love, to whom God's love entrusts me. Then we get to the time. When do we want the angel of God who has been entrusted to the one praying? When do we want him to illumine, guard, and rule, and govern us? We want him to do this either today, hodie, or during the night, hak nocte, during this night. So in the poetic rendition of this prayer, this hodie, or hak nocte, is found in the word ever this day, or ever this night. And then the be at my side is added, that is nowhere to be found in the Latin. Perhaps a few more words about the verbs that are used in this prayer. These verbs are in the imperative mood. Why? Because the one praying is commanding the angel to do something, namely to illumine, to guard, to rule, and to govern. The infinitive forms of these verbs would have an RE added to what you see in uh, these verbs. Illuminare, custodire, regere, gubernare. Or put another way, in order to form the imperative singular, you simply remove the RE stem found in the infinitive forms of these verbs. So, illumina, illumine, custodi, guard, rege, rule, and guberna, govern. Let me now recite this prayer from the beginning and see if you can understand it as I go along in the Latin. Angele Dei, qui custos esmei, me tibi comissum pietati superna, hodie illumina rege et guberna. Amen. Iterum. Angele Dei, qui custos esmei, me tibi comissum pietati superna, hac nocte illumina rege et guberna. Amen. Angele Dei, qui custos esmei, Me tibi comissum pietate superna, hac nocte illumina rege et guberna. Amen. Certainly the poetic rendition in English of this prayer is very pleasing and beautiful, especially to the ear of a child. And I would certainly encourage everyone to teach his children the English version of this prayer. At the same time, I would encourage everyone to learn for himself and to teach his children the Latin version of this prayer. And I hope that this little tutorial will help you uh, to do just that. Until next time, I am Father Robert Fromageau. God bless you.